everybody, and welcome back to Movie Reel. I'm Kevin Tracy. I'm Samantha Tomlinson, and uh, what do we do in this podcast, Kevin? Talk about movies, make fun of them, and give our honest, nonsensical review of them. And nothing gets more nonsensical than today's movie, which is the unbearable weight of massive talent. Probably my most look... F- I've, I've been looking forward to do this movie for a while. This is my most anticipated movie of this year, and... Oh my god, this movie did not disappoint, in in my opinion. It was so much fun from beginning to end. This is a really magical adventure. Um, the <laughs> second I saw the trailer, I was like, guys, clear... I told my friends, like, guys, clear your schedules for April. We're gonna go see this movie. Like, Yeah, 100%. <laughs> my friends all made fun of me because, well, wh- because I love bad movies, therefore I love Nick Cage, which is not quite like i mean he's fine i have i've never really had he's like whatever kind of with me um but my sister and i both have the that like sequined pillow of nick cage (laughs) our friends got it for (laughs) us yeah that 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 shows up in the movie yes it does i really regret not um (laughs) bringing it with me bring it with you to the theater (laughs) But I also regretted, I showed this to my uh, boyfriend last night, and I regretted not having it with me while we watched. (laughs) I was like, we started watching it, I was like, damn it, I forgot my pillow. He's like, it's fine. (laughs) I'm like, sure. (laughs) Um, But this this movie is so, there were two scenes for me that really kind of sealed the deal that this was going to be, like, okay, the first scene when... Nick Cage is having a conversation with movie star younger Nick Cage. I knew this was going to be amazing. Oh yeah. And then later in the movie, <laughs> yeah, Nick Nick Cage and Nicky Cage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or it's Nick Cage N I C K as opposed to in real life he just goes by like N I C to differentiate yeah. like it's cuz it's like a Seinfeld thing. He's just playing an exaggerated version of himself. But the yeah. later in the scene when later in the movie when he when Nick Cage makes out with Nick Cage, that's when I knew really I was like that's my it sealed the deal for me. I was like okay. You tell everybody Nick Cage smooch is good. It's oh, it's it so is, absurd. It's a very absurd movie, but it's like it's really it's it's so much fun. I like love every second of it. Yeah, this is this is one of those movies where it's like it it is fully embracing the fact that this is just taking a life of, like this is a meme that's taken a life of its own of just like how Nick Cage is is just such a insane character actor, but can also do has like such a wide range of like you know he can get to you know, dramatic readings. He can do like all these like crazy stunts and like action pieces. And then he can just be this, you know, insane wild man. And, and it, he was able to fluctuate like very well in this movie. Mm-hmm. And, and it was just really cool how he was able to kind of do like this, like self deprecating humor of like, uh, uh, pretty much acknowledging that like, Oh yeah. Like I've done some shit movies but like this is like I'm I'm owning this one. This is this is going to be my movie. Yeah, he um everyone is taking it the like perfect amount of seriousness. But like it's like like yeah, like you said the whole thing is kind of absurd. But Oh, 100%. But yeah. But at the same time like it's I'm trying to just think it's just it's a it's kind of a wild movie and just the concept of it sounds like it's gonna be crappy. Not to say crappy, but it's just it. It's not you don't you don't expect this is like a really a very solid film. Yeah, I <laughs> like, I, I was a little <laughs> skeptical at first to be honest when I saw the trailer because it just looked like him and Pedro Pascal just getting high and doing like like they show like the pretty much like the entire like LSD trip scene from the movie in the trailer, which is kind of a bummer because, like, that's yeah, a I hilarious agree. point in the movie. Um, but it, I agree it, with that. It, it does kind of have, like, this, like... It, I, I think the best way to describe it, it's the hangover meets the interview. 
because it does have that like yeah. that that uh that like spy thriller kind of thing of like oh yeah Pedro Pascal is actually a really bad guy spoiler alert he isn't but we don't know that until pretty much like almost like 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 30 minutes left in the movie like if even that oh yeah Pedro Pascal isn't the bad guy he's just the face of the organization but he can't get out of it um, I liked that he wasn't yeah, I I, I, I feel like that would have yeah. been a real cop out that he was the bad guy. Yeah, I think we all kind of went into it like, oh, they have a great friendship, but he is the bad guy. But then, no, yeah. he's not the bad guy. Um, basically, just the if if you're unfamiliar, the basic plot of this is that Nick Cage is kind of just struggling with, <laughs> you know, he's looking Life. to get back, <laughs> like, yeah, looking to get kind of, I mean, re- reclaim his. Um, career like the whole there's like a joke there's jokes throughout there's a joke throughout between him and his uh, agent neil patrick harris yeah of- which i thought that was <laughs> hilarious that they just got neil patrick harris play his agent i thought it would have been funnier if just they just had neil patrick harris just as neil patrick harris just him chatting with another like celebrity yeah i mean but then so you think like okay the agent character should have not been it, it should have just actor. been some ra- yeah it should have just been like a random person because it's kind of weird because like nick cage isn't playing someone else so why is like neil patrick harris like for the most part it takes place in the real world because there's multiple scenes where like people are watching nick cage movies and like other scenes where like the actors in those movies are in it but neil patrick harris just shows up as the agent is like is that Neil Patrick Harris or is he someone else? Oh, he's someone else. Okay. It, it kind of took me out of the movie for like a little bit, which was kind of like my main gripe with this movie because this movie is very meta because it's just them referencing like multiple like Nick Cage like uh, movies and stuff that he does. Like, oh, it's like you, you, you go ahead and run. I'll, I'll catch up. It's like, no, I can't run. It's like, no, 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 you did your own stunts in National Treasures. Like, no, I didn't. <laughs> Not according to the behind-the-scenes feature. It's like, damn it, let's go. <laughs> yeah, I kind of, I get what you mean, but I think um, Pedro Pascal is not playing himself. I know Neil Patrick Harris is probably more famous than him, but still, or, like, I yeah. don't know, I or Tiffany Haddish, and, uh, like, everybody is just, I get what you mean, but I don't know, it doesn't, it didn't really yeah, bother I, I, me. I mean, it didn't really bother me either, but he's just, he's just such a recognizable, yeah. like, char- like, not not a character actor, but just an actor in general, that it, it does kind of, not really throw suspension of disbelief, but it does kind of throw a monkey wrench in a movie that's supposed to take place within a, a more real world scenario, a real world setting. I mean, I guess, you know, the are either neil patrick harris is a different person or there is no neil patrick harris in this universe i know what, i know what yeah. you're saying but like i mean it would have just been funny if you like <laughs> it's like oh i gotta talk to like my other cl- my other client neil patrick harris and it's just some random guy like that would have been hilarious or if it was like neil if it was like uh tom tom cruise and tropic thunder and he's just playing like neil patrick harris is the oh, agent but then like neil, pa- that- neil patrick harris is his like client like they're that mean they I think, I think this movie is kind of ridiculous enough. They didn't need to throw in more jabs. Um. That, that's true. And it, like to be fair, Neil Patrick Harris is in like three scenes total, yeah. so it, it it's not like that big of a an issue. I just thought it was just kind of like, like when when you first see him, it's like you don't think like, oh, that's the KJ agent. You're just thinking like. Why the hell is Neil Patrick Harris in the uh, sauna with Nick Cage in L.A.? So yeah, he's basically, like we said, he's his agent. And uh, yeah, Nick Cage is struggling with life, trying to kind of reclaim his career. Um, and he's has a terrible relationship with his daughter, basically because he just wants to be a terrible parent, really. <laughs> oh, what? yeah. The war. Oh my he just, god! Just, yeah, like they're in therapy yeah. <laughs> together. He's talking about is just like, like a role he wants, and the therapist is like, "So how does this affect your daughter?" And then it cuts to, "Oh, his daughter's just there." Yeah, it's like, "Oh no, no, no! Don't go ahead." Like she, she does. She has. She wants no part 
in what her dad is doing right now. It's like, oh yeah, like what's your favorite movie? It's like, oh yeah, I know that. It's the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. No, dad, that's your favorite movie. Yeah, but you like, like, he, and he's just saying all the things that he likes about it and then just describes the entire movie in like very vivid detail that is not necessary. And it was just him just going on and on and on. He, he's, it, it's kind of funny because like it gets to a point where like, I can't tell if like this is how Nick Cage actually acts in real life or if this is just him like hamming it up because this is the personality that everyone knows him to have. Um it could be a mixture of both. I I doubt he's yeah. this um self-centered that <laughs> but well, yeah, no. Like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not saying like he's like 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 a total narcissist right. or anything, but he does right. have that like um that like reputation of being like a bit more eccentric, especially mm-hmm. with his roles. Like, uh, I, I think the best example was um, Willie's Wonderland, which I think came out last year. Where he did that movie without, uh, he, he's. I think he said that was like one of his more challenging roles because in that role he doesn't have a single line of dialogue throughout the entire movie and he's in the movie from beginning to oh, end is that the, that's the gif you sent me i'm looking it up oh okay yeah yeah it, that that's a goofy movie i'd be willing to do that one but that that one's basically like him in like a five nights at freddy's like uh like pizzeria area where like the mannequin the not the mannequins the animatronics are like trying to kill him but he has no lines of dialogue whatsoever it is purely a how did he describe it? It was a character-driven story where all of uh, the dialogue could be nonverbal because I'm, you get the story across purely from what he's doing, and it, it's it's really kind of interesting to go from him being like batshit insane in uh, the color and outer space to like this like silent brooding like I don't know like like a, a like an army ranger or something. Like, I don't remember if he's like a, like a military like type character, but like he went from like, it's it just, it's really cool to see like how much range he has. But at the same time, you, we don't really get that much of a look at how he actually acts as a normal person because he has so many different varying degrees of how insane of a character am I going to yeah. play today? Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think uh, you kind of said it before. He fluctuates between these two versions of himself in the movie pretty well, and I yeah yeah I think it, it's like he he's you know he knows he's making fun of himself. Like I said, like everyone, it's I don't want to say nobody takes any of this seriously, but it's not uh, it's like it's like the right amount of seriousness. Yeah, the, the, this movie is very self-aware yes. at times, and very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it does kind of, like, fluctuate in, like, like, tone, like, it does have various, like, tonal shifts, especially when they add, like, that whole, like, um, like, interview, like, thriller, like, sci uh, not sci-fi, uh, CIA, like, subplot mm-hmm. of, like, hey, we need to, like, w- like, wiretap his phones and, like, hack his, like, uh, security grid for us, and I don't know. I, I, I thought it was kind of like, I understand that they needed to in, insert like a conflict for there to be more of a story. And I think it's funny because like around that same time there, Pedro Pascal and Nick Cage are working on a movie script together. And they're basically just mirroring, mirroring what is happening in yes. the movie at that time with the script that they're writing. And I thought that was yes. really a really cool way to kind of like throw themselves into the movie. It's like, Oh, I hate like character driven, just like people oh, just yeah. talking and like, that's yeah. all they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> they're, that's all they're doing. They're just pulling a Seinfeld and it's great. Yeah. That, that's a good way to, that's a good way to put it. If they're pulling a Seinfeld, really, this is just like, this is kind of like an action version of, I don't want to say action version of Seinfeld. That'd be bizarre, but like, I get, yes. I, I, <laughs> I, I would, would see that. Well, I would watch that <laughs> every day. Every day, <laughs> was that? <laughs> I'm just picturing. I'm just picturing like Seinfeld and like a car chase. <laughs> oh my god, they're gonna but kill us! That, 
that was a horrible Seinfeld, <laughs> but, but you get the idea. Like, when they're um, when they're driving and like like a sitcom in the nineties and eighties, like when they're driving in the background is just like obvious green screen. It's still it's still just that. <laughs> that would be perfect. Mm-hmm. I would I would one hundred percent watch yes. that movie. I don't even really like the Seinfeld show, and I would watch that movie. <laughs> so. Okay, so anyway. So, so yeah, so anyway, Nick Cage is like down on his luck. He's gotten a lot of like really crappy projects and a lot of the big ones that he's been trying to audition for aren't really working out for him. And then Neil Patrick Harris's agent he- tells him like, hey, I came across this offer. Uh, this guy is offering you a million dollars to go to like his vineyard in Spain for his birthday party and it's like oh that's kind of demeaning but he, he kind of like realized like i have literally nothing else going on this will clear my debt well he because apparently he owes like like he owes like a lot of money to like a uh like this hotel that he's been staying at for like five six years or something like that and he owes him like six hundred thousand dollars or something like that but also um, because of his yeah because of his shitty relationship with his daughter he he basically like has to. It's at her. It's like her sixteenth birthday party or something. And oh yeah, he just has a full meltdown. And he's drunk and he's like playing the piano and like singing. And uh, his ex-wife, who is Sharon Hogan, um, she let me let me double check. Uh, Hogan. I'm like I know it's yeah, sure, okay, sure, Sharon Hogan. Yeah. She basically is just like okay, yeah. you need to get your shit together, like. And so he yeah. takes the job and he, <laughs> I have a scene where he accepts the job because he calls his agent. He's like on the floor of like the hall of like the hallway in a, in the hotel doing this whole speech about like basically saying he'll do it. And it's like, it's kind of upset. Yeah. And then, and then I'm going to retire after and then, it. Um, uh, then Neil Patrick Harris is like, Oh, sorry. I'm driving through the Hills. What'd you say? Can you repeat that? <laughs> it's like i'll take the gig <laughs> it's like great i'll set it up um and then uh, yeah he gets there and then i okay i send this gif actually we know i'm jumping ahead but he gets there and there are two cia agents who are waiting for supposedly this they know that okay so uh pedro pascal's character javi is the face of this criminal organization and they know that this person whoever is on this plane is like uh, some like VIP guest that is going to be, I, I think they wanted to like like wire like put like a bug on this person. Like I don't know what their plan was because these two are like borderline. Oh, they're terrible CIA agents. Like they're they're ter- yes. That that I will say. I'm just gonna cut to it. Like this is, I will say, that's still probably my one. I don't want to say my issue with it. I can. Ign- look past it too. I can look past it because this whole movie—it's supposed to be just—they're supposed to be like basic, generic CIA agents, and but like, yeah, yeah, I agree. They seem, but they're like not professional in any way, they seem shape, very or form. Competent, but also like okay, throughout the movie, so Tiffany Haddish's character is named Vivian, and she's like texting like Nick, like, "Did you find the whatever? Did you?" Like, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, and I'm like, yeah. you, first of all, he would not, it would not just be on his regular phone. It would be, like, another phone. And her wouldn't yeah, be her like, name. Like, yeah, like, they, I, like, you would think they would give him, like, a burner phone but or so something. basically, what they're trying to do is the um, president of Spain, his daughter has been kidnapped. And they believe she's being held somewhere. They think she's been on the compound. On, on the compound. And, uh basically they're they're like they kind of <laughs> they kind of rope him into it by basically he doesn't obviously want to be be here like the fact that he's just being like obviously a trophy for this guy at his birthday and then he spends like yeah <laughs> well okay so uh javi is super excited because not only is he a huge nick cage fan but he wrote a script and he wants nick cage to star in it and they and he it is in his way of trying to share with him like you should be in my movie. Well, well, we—that's what I was getting mixed up on. Was that scene when they're driving to the cliffs and then he like runs to it and he's like 
acting was that from his script or was that from a nick cage movie i don't remember if that's from a nick cage movie i think it was so i i i don't i i don't know i i don't know all of nick cage's (laughs) imdb history because that would that would that would be an experience um to say the least but uh sorry i'm trying not to sneeze uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i work in an animal shelter and i'm allergic to cats so sorry oh, wait, you are <laughs> yeah i found that out oh. um yeah my, my whole family is allergic to cats so i never really interacted with them and never thought i was and now lo and behold i'm allergic to cats um so anyway back to the movie <laughs> um prior to that scene of like javi kind of trying to do like this whole like acting like like uh gimmick uh i nick cage says to him and his assistant gabriella that oh yeah like i'm actually gonna be retiring after this like i'm not gonna be doing any more acting and this is he isn't even aware that um javi even sent his agent a script or anything like that so he, he doesn't he wasn't aware like that was part of I don't know if that was part of the arrangement that Javi made for the million dollars because it's never really addressed. Um, yeah, but I think, I think he just—I think he just did that just to try to like kind of get the gears running in like Nick Cage. Like, this is how good of an actor you are. Like, you have a gift, and people with gifts need to share those gifts with the world. And then they jump off a cliff. He's like, you break to, to commit to this bit. You have a gift, and you and you share that gift in a dark and broken world and it's he is you can't i was when i was watching i'm like god they all must have had so much fun making this i i would have loved to have been a fly on the wall of this oh my god just it is like i like this like this movie didn't like make me like belly laugh like it it made me like chuckle and like have like a couple like moments like consistently throughout the movie like throughout the movie there was something that i found funny or like oh like i remember that reference or like it was just every like other like moment and scene in this movie made me like smile or laugh or something and like that was kind of rare for this movie like i thought it was gonna be kind of like i don't know like a downward like him hitting like a midlife crisis spiral which you kind of get the feeling of like when he's kind of like having that like breakdown at his daughter's 16th birthday when he's like playing yeah. the piano that he's just going through like this total like mental spiral that he's he is losing touch with reality he's like losing connection with like his his daughter he already is divorced from his wife he's got like no real major projects coming up and he's being kicked out of the hotel that he's staying at because he owes them a insane yeah. amount of money um so i i was kind of worried that that's how it was going to turn out and then like you know have like a couple funny moments of like ah he's old he's not a work like stuff like that and then just reference like all of his like you know uh all the movies from like his prime uh which they they do that but then they add like all these other like funny moments of like him kind of learning to get back on that horse and it's like it, wow i have like this big of an impact on my fans i i owe it to them to to keep going and and uh keep sharing my gift to the world in this dark and broken world as as you so eloquently quoted basically basically javi is like what in that moment what you know he loved nick cage he kind of worships him he's into all the same things that he's into but ultimately as the movie goes on you see he wants him he does care about him and want wants him to fix his relationship with his family and like like their their bromance in this movie oh my god it's great amazing like i was i was i was not i was not expecting them to have this great chemistry together because as far as i know like this is the first time they've worked like this is the first time they've worked together as far as i know and they worked off each other like like a married couple like they had rock solid chemistry it was amazing they were so good together and i think um I guess supposedly Nick, uh, it was supposed to be Dan Stevens, um, act Dan Stevens, which that would have been weird. There's a lot. It's one of those movies. I'm like, I can't picture anybody else doing anything else. But also, again, this is I have not confirmed this, but also apparently 
Nick Cage really loved yeah. um, Javi's character and wanted to play him and play the super fan. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I, I could believe that. Well, I knew, I knew about the Superman thing. It's the super fan thing. Oh, I thought you said no, Superman. No, 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 no. Like, oh yeah, I know about he Superman. Wanted, what does that have no, to do with he this? Wanted to play, he thought it'd be more fun to play a super fan of Nick Cage. Um, oh, that would have been kind of but funny. I, I think that would have been funny, but I don't, I'm wondering if it would it have packed the same punch. Um, like, like, would he have also still played himself? Like, it, it like it was like a like a one man kind of performance no, kind I of think thing. Because I feel like that, that kind oh of my worked. God, that would have totally worked. But no, I think it was going to be someone else would have played Nick Cage, basically. But I don't think that would have this worked. Yeah, it, it, if they did it like that, I don't. Yeah, think it I agree. Worked. But if they did like a one man performance, then. Yeah, like that would have been. Yeah, hilarious. no, I agree. This is one of those movies. It's like, despite like my my uh, <laughs> issues with the CIA agents. Um, other than that, like, <laughs> there's nothing in this that I. There's nothing about this movie that I would really, at least off the top of my head, that I would really change. Like, oh my god! Okay, while we were watching, I did not notice this the first time I watched it, and I want to pay even more attention the next like thirty times I watch it. But apparent, but you could totally see <laughs> Nick Cage's beard was on and off. Like it was his like mustache. Sometimes it looked like a normal mustache and beard, and sometimes it looked like uh, I, like okay, I'm trying to think. Like this is very specific, but it just it looked fake or like it was makeup or it kind of made me think of um, this is very specific. But if anyone remembers or Kevin, if you remember. The Parks and Rec, it's like the end of season three or something when Ron's mustache gets uh, it gets like burnt off. off because of like propane when he was like lighting a fire. And throughout the episode, yeah. I noticed prior to that scene, something about his mustache looks weird. And I and so I'm wondering either if he had shaved it before. I don't know what, but it looked off. It didn't look like a normal mustache. And so I... in this case, when we were watching, we we're like. Yeah, his beard was like most of the time it looks just like a normal beard, but there were a couple of times where his mustache yeah, in I particular don't... looked not real. It was weird. It's it was I did not notice it the first time I watched it. It was pointed out to me. I yeah, I just watched this the other night. I'm not I'm just not next time calling any just next time you watch like yeah, like th- 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 thankfully I own this like because. By I, God, this I is a movie worth owning. It. My, like I said, my friends made fun of me because I, they, because they, everyone assumes I love Nick Cage. I'm like, he's fine, but I, I have. You a own huge... a sequence pillow of him. Of course, you love Nick Cage. I didn't buy it though. But then I. But also, you love it nonetheless. <laughs> I do love it. But, yeah, exactly. But also, there you go. <laughs> but I also have a crush on Pedro Pascal, so my friends make fun of me. They're like, it's your two men. There like, you go. No. <laughs> But, it's your two men. That's what everyone said. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but, I mean, my friends make fun of me too for like my extensive like movie collection, and it's like, oh man, we got to support Kevin's DVDs. Oh my, I have so many. I have a huge movie collection, and it was. It's getting to I, the... I actually, need, I'm I'm starting to like. I might need to get another shelf. See, I was like telling my friends, I'm like. I'm more aware now of the fact that, like, okay, all these movies I could watch, you know, streaming or whatever. I'm more becoming more aware of it being like, not not clutter, but just something I don't need. Like it's just taking up space. But then one of my yeah. friends pointed out, she's like, she got rid of a movie apparently, or she she got rid of some movies, and then when she there it was one of it turned out there was a movie she wanted to watch and it was one that she used to own but she thinks she got rid of it so i'm like okay so i have to keep them all <laughs> yeah um but actually we should talk about there's a the scene where so we t- at just after they jump off a cliff um <laughs> yes um they're just which that's a wild thing that that's just a normal thing that's not even like part of like the action that's just like him like in the moment committing to this bit character that he just made up on the spot pretty much to yeah. jump off of a club it's like all right you're, you're a madman i love you but then um they're talking they're just they're just 
bonding and they're connecting and they're talking about their favorite movies and his <laughs> yeah. and his yeah, it, yeah. third favorite movie javi's third favorite movie is paddington 2 because it made it made him want to yes. be a better man and my boyfriend i cried throughout the whole my thing my boyfriend was <laughs> nodding he also loves paddington 2 and i'm like did it make you want to be a better man he said yes <laughs> He said it's really good. I, okay, I've heard I've heard so many things <laughs> about Paddington too. Two, mainly because of this movie. I've yet to see have... it, and now it's like because of this movie, it's like I need to see this now. I need to know what the hype is about because, like, I swear they mentioned Paddington too like two or three times in this movie. But then they watch it and after like, he says he. <laughs> yeah, and then and he's crying the entire time. It's like what the f- what is going on? But yeah, I've I've heard that about Paddington too, and I'm like. Okay, so now, yeah, I know, we might need to do Paddington and Paddington 2 at some point. Um, oh my god, but, but yeah. Then, yeah, this, um, this but is yeah, just a fun, it, like, a fun sequence. They're hanging out, they're bonding, they're talking about movies, and then... Um, yeah, <laughs> and it, it was also really funny just, like, having them, ki- like, connect over something as, like, normal as movies. Like, it seemed, like, very real and like i could connect to it like i feel like we could connect to it more because like that's literally what yeah. we do is just talk yes. about movies like 90 percent of our friendship is just <laughs> us talking about movies together i feel like and then the other 10 percent is just inside jokes about movies <laughs> i'm not disagreeing with <laughs> i mean it's an exaggerated yeah. like percentage but it's pretty yes. damn close yes. uh- <laughs> um but yeah, it, I don't know. It, it it just seems like very like more relatable because of like how they bonded together of just like absurd movies and like them acting. It it, it was just really fun and it made it seem more uh grounded in reality of it's like, oh yeah, like I'm like this crazy like oil tycoon and I do this, this and this. And it's like, well that's not relatable. Like I don't know what an oil tycoon does. Like I know what like I know about movies. Like I know I like movies and what I like in movies. So it makes sense that that's how they would bond mm-hmm. because that's just a normal thing people yeah. talk about. Um but then after he so Javi sends him his script, he reads it, he gets kind of abducted by a uh, CIA who are basically saying, okay, we need you. We're pretty sure Javi kidnapped this girl and he has to steal like a, was it a USB? I. So I, they gave him, I think they gave him a USB so they could, so he could plug it into like the, the server room in like Javi's compound. So they could like download like his, like, uh, uh, like finance finances and his like, like I don't know, they they needed to hack the mainframe to see if they he had the president's daughter on the compound, and of course they didn't find anything there. So it was like, well, also well, they gave work. him uh, what was it was like a think of like chloroform esque. It was like something he puts on his hand and he touched his yeah. forehead, and he had to like climb, basically starting to fall and fall unconscious, was climbing out of a window on a ledge to get to the uh, the um. A server, server room, room and the and uh, to, yes, no, to, to get, get the, the antidote. antidote. And he is pretty much passing out, about to die, and then Tiffany Haddish is like, "Action!" And he wakes. Up. Yeah, it's like yeah, like the entire time is like, no, 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 like you need to wake up, you need to wake up, and like the other like CIA agent is like, "Oh, we're fucked. Like, there's there's no way. Like, pack it in. We got to go home. It's a bus." And like after like Nick Cage is like fully falling asleep, Tiffany Haddish just has like a couple beats. We're just like. And action! Nick Cage immediately springs back to life and then just injects himself with the the EpiPen with the antidote. And it's like, holy shit! It's like never never underestimate a trained thespian. <laughs> yeah. Like not an actor, yes. a thespian because but he's then, that. But uh, then basically, in for them to figure out what's really going on, they tried. They want him to stay on the compound longer, so he basically tells Javi, hey, why don't we, like, announcing it at, it's it's, it's, his, it's his birthday party, announcing it, like, how about I stay yeah. here on the compound longer, and we can write a script. It's like, <laughs> I'm just like, let's stay here on the compound. Yeah, it's like, it's like <laughs> I read your script. It's like, I read your script, and it's like, and you loved it. I did not. It's like, I loved it. I would not star in it, but I do know some people. But I want to write a script with you, and I want to stand on the compound to do it. What do you say? It's like, how can I refuse? Then, Let's go. Um, 
And then, yeah, we get into, I think, probably the best. Definitely, I would say, I agree with you. I didn't like that the LSD trip. I mean, we didn't really know it was necessary LSD in the trailer. I mean, yeah, they, they were clearly but on I something. I agree, that was a little too much in the trailer. But, how, and usually, usually, for me, that's a bad sign that, that this is going to be like, oh, that's the best part of the movie. And so that's part they're, they're, yeah. they're showing, that's showcasing. But I will say, while this is the best part of the movie, there are, are several other great scenes in this movie. So I'm like, I kind of don't care. If anything, the reason I'm upset, yeah. I was upset was because, like, was the joke of, so they basically, they're, for, for, oh, ins- the yeah, for inspiration, they take LSD yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, what if, what if, it be funny? what if we have like a scene where they're paranoid and yeah, like, oh, those guys are checking us out. Yeah. Oh my god, are they? It's like, wait, are they? <laughs> and then <laughs> it's like, just, I don't know. They've been here since we got here. It's like, hold on, don't look at them. It's like, quick, uh, uh, pretend you're laughing, and then kind of look in that ger- general direction. And Pedro Pascal, full, full, bo- turns his body to look at these two men just eating ice cream, laughs, makes erect eye contact, and just like, that is like Joker levels, like ha 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 ha, like direct eye contact then, with these yeah. two guys. And they book it, and, and then, then they like, just book it. The wall, and then he's like, "You go, I can't, I can't get over." And Nick Cage gets over the wall, and then it's like, "I'll never forget you, Javi." Like they, they, it's like, like it's cliffhanger. Like I'm leaving this man to die who just saved my life. Like they, it's so emotional. He jumps over, and it's like, Mr. Cage. And, I yeah, see, that was really wall. funny. <laughs> and while it was funny in the trailer, I also was like, oh, I would have loved to have not known that. Yeah. I, I wish I hadn't seen the trailer for this movie, or at least like not in its entirety, because I, I do feel like this is like a, a problem that I've noticed with like a lot of like modern like trailers for like comedies is that they just showcase the best jokes in the trailer. And I know you need to have a hook in a trailer to get the audience in, but when you consistently show like the best stuff in your movie, like right out of the gate, it, it does kind of ruin the surprise of like this really funny joke. Like you're you're showing us the punchline, yeah, but I you're not showing us the I, setup. I, I, I've I've gotten into discussions about this with my friends because I'm very trailer picky, and I don't like when like okay for uh the Batman that came out earlier this year, uh, the one with Robert Pattinson. Yes. Yeah. I felt like the first couple, like I enjoyed it. I I really thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, um, it was, a, it was but, a fun movie. It was it was yeah. Batman versus the Zodiac Killer. What's not to love? Pretty pretty much. But also, yeah. he was a pretty good Batman. But that's a yeah. I mean, that's a whole new thing. But anyway, yeah, that's a, that's a different episode. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, I felt like in the first couple trailers, see, my friends are like, he just looks like he's angry and he's just getting shit done. I'm like, but the thing is, for me, it just looks like it's about nothing. And I don't need the whole plot. I don't need the whole story. But I still want something cohesive. But I also don't like how... Let's... Like, okay. I don't know if this is a good example or a bad example. But the movie Uncharted... I haven't seen it. But I remember in, like, one of the trailers I saw... First of all, I... Despite everybody saying it's a scene in the game. The whole him falling out of the helicopter. I was like... I assume oh, that's yeah. the best scene of the movie because that's the part that's in posters, in the trailer, in the commercials. Yeah. But but also, I remember there was like in the trailer. As, as someone who has played the game, I can yeah. confirm that is 100% a part of it. But there was, I remember there was a, uh, uh, <sighs> there was like a random line in one of the trailers where they were talking about Mark Wahlberg to Tom Holland. They're like, you don't know who your partner really is. And I'm like, what? Like, I know, okay, fine, but you haven't given me even an still even though it's a trailer you shouldn't still just throw i don't want chaos for the sake of chaos it's just it should still be somewhat cohesive it doesn't have to give me the whole plot i don't want the whole plot i just want something it needs to intrigue me enough and when it's just information chaotic information that just makes me that just annoys me and so like for example for, yeah because like yeah. And, and a line like that like indicates that there's going to be like some like double cross situation like halfway through this movie of like oh can you really trust your partners like well now i can't because you just threw that info at me like now i'm gonna expect that someone's gonna betray someone and it's probably gonna be you and like in this movie for example i think we knew we knew nick cage was working with going into this i think i knew he was working with the cia and he was 
trying to infiltrate Pedro Pascal's character. I knew that much. But I don't think I expected the friendship to be in the bromance to be so damn like I I don't know I don't know what I was expecting but I don't think I was expecting to be it, so good and yeah like yeah. Th- this this like this level of, like like chemistry that they had is like it, it is so unbelievable that as far as I can I can tell this is the first movie that they've worked on together yes. and it, they they are like chatting it up like they have been friends for decades it is it is unbelievable how well these guys work together and i honestly i would love to see them do more projects together with like the level of chemistry that they had like them doing like even something like simple like like a buddy cop movie like something just something like really dumb like like a starsky and hutch kind of like crappy like crime like comedy drama like that they could totally pull that off that would be that 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 sounds that sounds great. I'm yeah. I know. I agree. They were. It's, <laughs> it's like I can't tell if you're loving no, this I or am. hating like, this. It's, it's it's kind of okay. It's it's. I would say think of how like everyone really loved the chemistry between Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but except oh, yeah. this was just this this duo seemed way more obscure, and I would never put them together, like. Yeah, seriously. Like those two are like those are like top Hollywood yeah. elites. Like those are like a hey, name like your top ten like high school actors. Like people would always like kind of like associate those two. Like Pedro Pascal, aside from the Mandalorian, I could probably name like maybe two other things that I, I've I've seen well, him Game, in. So Game of Thrones was what and, made yeah. him. I would, would say made him famous. It's what kind of put him on the map. He then and then it put him on the map. Yeah, like I know he did. I know he did some other like small stuff. Yeah. Like um, in in like like earlier on but yeah game of thrones is like his like big like breakout role made and him mandalorian and, and and kingsman 2 yeah yeah that yeah then he went to like uh kingsman 2 where he was like the the like uh the statesman agent and he was actually he was really cool, cool although, in that. although uh, and i would then, say yeah. and something why i appreciate mm-hmm. at, we find out towards the end of the movie that yeah uh Pedro Scal, so javi is not he he did not kidnap President's daughter. His cousin is the one that's running everything. He's just the face of the operation. And I appreciated that yeah. he wasn't the bad guy because I was expecting him to be. And I would would you you feel free to disagree with this, but I feel like he's had there's he's had a lot of success in TV. So Game of Thrones, Narcos, now Mandalorian, and so now he's he's popping up more in in films and i feel like he's in this playing shitty bad guys um like phase like i haven't seen like i spoiler for kingsman 2 i thought he was kind of an unnecessary bad guy yeah the movie could have been just done i I agree yeah that fight scene was great but that movie could have just been done and then um i haven't seen wonder woman but I've heard like oh, I t- about that. I totally forgot he was in Wonder Woman. That's right. See, but I just feel like he's he's kind of in this um, because he's fought, he's he's not a necessarily a leading man in films yet. Yeah, but he's famous enough that oh, it'll put his butts in seats. Yeah, yes, and so I feel like he was lately. I feel like he's that's kind of just the stage his career's in of playing crappy bad guys in movies. Well, I mean, that, I feel he... like that's a pretty, like, common, like, phase yeah, for, no, like, actors. No, no, like, no. like I, I know, like, John Cena is kind of going through that right now with him in, like, the, the Peacemaker role of, like, him being, like, this, like, antagonistic, like, superhero role. But I feel like it's been more, he, he's, like, heavily leaning more towards, like, roles like that. Whereas, um... Paige Pascal is kind of going for more variety, but it, it does yes. kind of like uh, uh, pigeonhole him into like more tropey characters. But I I loved that he wasn't the bad guy because for me it was unexpected and it broke him out of um, this like you know this 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 repetitive uh, care you know villain that I've seen him play. And I can't, yeah. and here's the thing, I really like him as an actor, 
Um, I was just more, I, I don't want to get into Kingsman 2 <laughs> and my annoyances with some of the stuff in Kingsman 2. And I haven't seen Wonder Woman 2. Um, but I think I just, it's... I love that he, it was okay. <laughs> yeah, I, but I love that he wasn't the bad guy in this, that he was yeah. always a good guy. And like, <laughs> he was just kind of, yeah, he was, it kind of, he comes like, he's like just kind of trapped. He can't really leave this he's not necessarily participating but he can't necessarily just walk away because he obviously knows what's going on and you know yeah no it, it, it is really nice to see like actors let do kind of like fall in like that like kind of um typecasted role of like playing like always playing the villain like like how like alan rickman like would always play like villain or like villain like characters with like villainous tendencies yes. or like would always like you would always suspect them to be a villain. Um, like every time I see I like that, a movie yeah. and aside from national treasure, if I see a movie with John Voight, I assume he's the bad guy because yeah. He, or um, I guess transformers. He wasn't um, <laughs> dealing with. Or, or, or uh, Mads Mikkelsen, like nine times out of 10, he he's the bad guy in the movie. There's like, there's like maybe like a handful of movies where he's not the bad guy. It's just when someone's typecasted a lot is the same kind of, it's just, it, it makes it obviously really predictable. And so in this case, like yeah. I will say maybe it wasn't a full like pitfall. It's just been a couple of times he's been in these movies where he's played a not great, not a great antagonist. And so I was so thrilled that he wasn't in this. Although I, I, I do think that like, if he was a bad guy, I feel like it kind of would have worked of like hit and like, he could have like, easily leaned into like the um like obsessive fanboy kind of like uh role that he his character had kind of been like developed to be throughout the movie of like oh yeah like i want you to stay here nick i want you to stay here forever because i'm your like number one fan like he easily could have gone into like hyper obsessive kind of fanboy and, and leaned into that as like a, like a part of like his like villain arc if right. you will and i feel like that like he easily could have like played it like that but i'm i'm glad that they didn't because i felt like that would have been a cop-out but i felt like that would have been like a really solid way for it to be a cop-out it worked especially because i was prepared for him to be the bad guy like i went into it assuming he was going to be the bad guy so it was just a nice twi- yeah like he I- said a nice twist that he wasn't but i agree it could have totally yeah. worked if he was um, but I, I love <laughs> towards the end, I mean, trying to jump in ahead, but towards the end when they're, um, uh, basically they both think that the other is going to kill them, which that, that was the plan. They're both are planning on killing each other and they just yep. before switch <laughs> shoes just cause he, co- like they com they complimented each other's shoes and they switched and Nick can, and then they're being yeah. shot at by, uh, Javi's cousins it's and they're so- running. <laughs> Hold on, just, 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 hold on, before, before that, like, any of that, just them switching shoes, because, like, <laughs> it's just such a weird moment, but it makes so much sense for them. Like, I, like, me and my, like, I literally just had lunch with, like, my friend Aaron, like, yesterday, and, like, like, we didn't compliment each other's shoes and switch them, and we've been friends for years, <laughs> and these guys just, like, it's just such a funny, like, scene that, like, makes no sense and is not necessary at all and yet it works it totally perfectly works. for them like it, it makes so much sense and it's it but it's such a weird thing to say out loud and try to explain to someone else who hasn't seen it it's like oh yeah and then they switch shoes why because they could they liked each other's shoes these shoes uh it, it just it's such a batshit insane movie and it seems like that that make it so and i I love it i think what i love is when they're they're running and they're being shot at and uh i don't know javi's telling like he's saying something like nick cage like run fast or something he's like i can't these have no angle support (laughs) i don't know why for some reason that always makes me laugh because yeah they looked like really flimsy not like really any support for running or walking, I guess. <laughs> so the fact that he yeah. uses straight up, like, these aren't just, like, rich person shoes. They are utterly useless. I thought that was, for some reason, I found that hilarious. And that was one of the jokes in this I totally remembered going into this. And, and it's such a random scene, too. And I, it's so dumb, but I love it. But, yeah, so they have their little drug trip. And then I think 
this is when they end up, uh, Javi shows him his shrine to Nick Cage. And it's, that's, we have a pillow. Yeah. He makes a entrance and, <laughs> or makes a cameo. And when I told you about that, you're like, oh, the pillow's in the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, and apparently, I don't know who, but they all now, I guess the whole cast got up that, that exact pillow. Of Nick that's Cage. that's great. I love that. <laughs> I think maybe it was Nick Cage that got him. I don't remember. That I, oh, one hundred percent. I could believe Nick Cage would get give everyone pillows with his face on it. That that just seems on brand for him right now. Yeah. Oh my god, this movie <laughs> is even... so weird, and I love it. Ultimately, um, he then brings up the he suggests uh, he does not believe that Javi is a bad guy, and Tiffany Haddish is like, no, he is. And he uh, suggests Nick Cage suggests for their movie to have uh, a kidnapped, a kidnapped girl. Yeah. And then Javi holding like because they're doing like the like they're shooting. What what is it called? Like doing that thing where like plates are being thrown in the sky and they're shooting them. Oh, they're shooting skeet. Are they not plates? Skeet. I don't know. I always thought they were plates. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, know. you can throw a plate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But anyway, um, he's holding a gun. He's like, I know what you like really intense. Like, I know you're bringing this up because you want to repair your relationship with your daughter. Like he jumps to like like, a wild conclusion based off like no evidence whatsoever. And it's like, yes, that it's such a deep and meaningful thing for him to say. And I love it. And then the next day, Tiffany Haddish calls, uh, Nick Cage basically saying you need to get out of there. Um, I don't. What was it? They can't guarantee his safety anymore. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they can't guarantee his safety, and it's like, hey, I think I've been made. I like, I've noticed someone oh, follow right. me. Like, yada yada yada. It's like, I can't. My family's here. It's like, ah, shit. All right, meet oh, yeah. us. His... Like, meet us at like this location, and and we'll go from there. Oh well, he thinks he doesn't realize. He thinks Javi's going to like kill him or going to like say, hey, I've made you or whatever. But then he opens the like door, and it's his family, and he's like. We're here, he said, and his ex-wife's like, she's, he said that you're, you're sick and you can't talk. And he's like, he is, he can't, he's, he's emotionally blocked. Or he was like, no, what was he? He was, oh, he's sick. He's emotionally sick. And they're like, oh, yeah. God's sakes. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it, it's so, like, like he, he makes it seem like so melodramatic, but it's like, it's so, so goddamn funny. <laughs> And then she goes on a rant. It's like we had like we couldn't even find someone to like like uh, house it, take care of our cats. Our cats could be dead by the time we get back. It's like that's very unfortunate. My grandmother died, and uh, my grandmother's cats died. We couldn't get the smell out of the kitchen. It's like what the. Um, And then basically, his daughter kind of unloads and basically says, "Like this is what the issue is. You're trying to mold me. You're not trying to share who you are with me. You're trying to mold me into you." And it's actually pretty it is actually kind of a sad moment um it yeah it, it is one of the few like serious moments yes. in the movie too and then uh javi gets called away and this is when we learn his cousin is actually the leader of the organization and he's the one that kidnapped the girl and he reveals that nick cage is uh working with the cia and so he, because he they had a like a, a a bug in the bathroom when he was talking to the the CIA. No, they they had tr- tapped their uh their phones, which was very stupid. Yes, like why are they this? Yeah, I agree. They're themed. I don't know that much about the CIA. They're so so insanely incompetent. Yeah, and um, basically the only way that they're not if they they're he'd kill Javi, but. If you want to like improve his loyalty, kill you have to go kill Nick Cage, and this is kind of this like it's funny, but it's also you know kind of twisted because they both are planning on killing each other, like their best they, friends. Yeah, you know, Javi has his gun. Nick Cage steals the the gold guns from that were his um, from Javi's shrine, and then they go yeah. out to like a field, and then everything kind of just comes to light, and then they're being chased, and then it turns out. Uh, uh, Nick Cage's daughter's been kidnapped, and in order to uh, <laughs> basically sneak their way onto the um, the cousin's like compound, the fortress, the, for- the fortress, they, yeah, he is. Uh, so I guess his wife used to be a makeup artist, and she makes him look like this uh, 
really Italian like crime lord that, that nobody's seen his in cousin. a long time. Yeah, like 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 basically like the plot of like Mr. Magoo, where like <laughs> they, they, he has like, oh, the dragon. No one's seen him in thirty years. No one knows what he looks like. Hi, I'm the dragon. Well, that checks out. Go right away. <laughs> See, Kevin. I mean, I don't know. I feel like if I hadn't seen you in a long time, I still have a. I, I still know what you look like. I yeah, mean, I, like, exactly. I wouldn't be that. I wouldn't be like like unless you got plastic surgery or something. Like I would probably still know what I would still. I don't know. That you. seems pretty on brand for me. <laughs> so, like, yeah, you're like you're not gonna like mistake me for like Danny DeVito wearing like a fake mustache. You know, he, like it's it's pretty much. It's like, hmm, which one of these two is going to be it? But they're at um. Like, Javi has, like, this safe house, and they he yeah. decides, like, oh, we'll use some makeup and prosthetics. And it's like, so you have just prosthetics just in your house? Yes. Or does, doesn't everybody? I, I mean, <laughs> I know I do. You don't? Uh, Sam, you're the a, weird one here. You're in the minority. I have a bald cap. <laughs> I wore it for Halloween. I was about to say, it's like, that needs some explanation. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was... <laughs> I'm kidding. Let's Last move on. We, so they storm the castle. <laughs> they storm the castle, Princess yeah. Bride style, and then they uh, they find the president's daughter and their daughter, get them out of there, and uh, a whole bunch of wacky shenanigans ensue, ensue on their way out, uh, including, but not limited to. Javi jumping out of the car <laughs> as they're and driving then, away. He's like, yeah. "I'll hold them off." <laughs> And then uh, his, like, assistant, Gabriella, who he's, like, in love with, but he's like, I can't be with her because it'll put a target. I feel like there would already be a target on her back just because she works with them. But, yeah. Yeah. And then they both, I, and he gets shot. I totally thought he was going to die. I was so worried he was going to die. And I was didn't. worried, too. Um, but we get this, like, wild car chase. They end up at the embassy. And then it cuts to the last scene of the movie of that they make and Demi- uh, Moore is the or Demi Moore is the uh, wife ex-wife and and um, he gets a standing ovation and it literally ends with him just hanging out with his family and it's like Addie you pick the movie we watch and she's like have you seen Paddington 2 and then they watch <laughs> Paddington 2 and that's the end of the movie it's, I know it's and, quite and a magical every, adventure I've this seen movie. this movie like two or three times and like every time I was like Oh shit! I need to remember to watch Paddington too because I still haven't done that yet. I, I know I need to watch Paddington too. No, too. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, that'll be next episode, folks. You heard it here first. Yeah, this this movie we we kind of we we've kind of covered it. It's it's insane, bonkers, but insane. But it all works. There's other than the CIA agent stuff, other than like the small details. There's not a lot in this movie that I don't buy. Yeah. Like, I I believe it all. Like, they, they did a good job of... It, I think also just the idea was it's supposed to be kind of this... Meta it's movie. It's supposed to be kind of meta and ridiculous. And so why not just up... Like, they don't need to have really accurate CIA... No. Budgets, like, you know? it, it is very, like, like, true to form with, like, kind of, like, um the interview uh, of, like... It's, yeah. like... Yeah, but it, like that one was kind of like the inverse where you had like competent CIA agents, but like incompetent actors having to, to carry out those orders. Whereas this one, I feel like Nick Cage was able to carry them out fairly competently. He just had really incompetent handlers who didn't even know what they were doing half the time they were doing it. Oh, no, they were incredibly incompetent. And it just seemed also really, I mean, they roped him into it because the kidnapped girl who by the way the very first scene in this movie she's being kidnapped and while she's, she's watching, watching the nick cage yeah movies. she's she's either watching con air or the rock and i don't remember which one i think it was i think it was con air okay i haven't i thought it was i haven't i haven't seen either so i can't i, I don't know what but, you haven't seen um, the wait have you at least seen um face off no i really want to my sister used to have a you haven't seen the holy trinity of nick cage movies what the fuck i've seen national treasure national treasure 2 and uh vampire's kiss you haven't even seen ghost rider 2 
I'm disappointed in you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my disappointment is immeasurable and my day is ruined. The unbearable weight of Kevin's disappointment in me. God damn it, Sam. <laughs> it's been a while since I've said that. <laughs> I swear, that, like... That's another, like, that, I feel like that falls in, like, the 10% of our friendship. That was, like, a recurring, like, catchphrase between me and you. It's like, God damn it, Sam. I remember one time in college, um, I it was in that short film where I was going to be, it looked like I was going to be dead, but I was going to be, you were actually going to shoot me with ketchup. And then oh, I yeah, said yeah. a joke. I said, like, I relish that idea. And you threw your hat at me. <laughs> it's like, God damn it, Sam. <laughs> 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 anyway um yeah this movie is totally fun and it's also i feel like the way it's set up I, I don't even think we even need to go into like is this movie real like this movie takes itself pretty realistically it's a bit exaggerated but for the most part it, it follows real world rules that it works That's... that i don't even think we even need to go in that conversation i mean, I mean if I'm really breaking it down, like, yeah, I think, like I said, everything I, there's very few things in this. It's really the CIA agents that I don't buy out of everything. They are like, like I said, they're very incompetent. It's like, there's no fucking way Nick Cage would just have her phone number. It would be her name in his phone. And then he's texting her right when he's right next to bed. I did love the scene where she's like, have you found the girl? It's like, what, what was he supposed to say? Like, like they're, like they're not even using like code like no. like code phrases. They're being like out in the open and blunt about it. But also like it's like would you be like, "Oh yeah, I found her yesterday. I forgot to tell you." Like, I don't know. It's like they're treating him like he's not qu- equipped as he's not equipped, but then seem to be upset that he's not equipped for it's it's ridiculous. And then it's like, wow, it's almost like you wrote me into this at the very last minute and gave me zero time to prepare. But I do love the scene where yeah, she texts she texts him, "Have you found the girl?" and he said, "No." I'm on acid right now. On LSD. (laughs) It's like, like, I'm on LSD right now. It's like, what the fuck? I told my parents, like, guys, we should try LSD. It looks great. And they're like, like, no, that is not what it's like at all. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to picture you on acid. What the hell? Oh, my God. But um, really, yeah, it's the CIA agents that I don't buy. Um, I think they, yeah they have like Paul Blart mall cops level of incompetence I, from those two it's weird because I feel like everything it's weird because it's not as simple as a no do I think that this would happen no but was it like you said it was there were they followed the rules of the world very well that like yeah. if the the stuff that I don't buy is the CIA agents that's like they are they are the they're the factor in this that like everything else i i'm totally like yeah duh but these yeah like i'm on board with this like yeah that seems like a realistic reaction to lsd you would probably be super paranoid and then they're driving they're in with the part when he's driving and and he's <laughs> super high and they're all like driving on a windy he road crashes into like three <laughs> cars on a windy road a cliff oh yeah too. it's like I was half expecting them to like go off the road or something and like have like a like an Ace Ventura like when Nature Calls moment where they're just like bouncing all over the place because they're off road. They have in a, a Thelma car. and Louise moment where they're just driving off a cliff. Yeah, basically, yeah. Like I'm surprised they didn't have like more like random like movie references. Like they had like random Nick Cage references to like Nick Cage movies that I have not seen in years. Like they had like a guarding Tess like uh reference like a couple of times throughout the movie like no no one like our generation knows that movie like i had to look that up it's like is that a nick cage movie and he's watching it's like holy shit it is okay i don't remember this one yeah nick cage is what a what a career he's had (laughs) and i it occurred to him like do you think at any point in his career he thought he would be in a movie where he's playing himself and making out with himself yes (laughs) Oh, I can 100% believe that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I think we're both on the same page of, like, it's not real, but, or it's real, but, like, that's kind of just where I stand. Yeah, no, I, I would say that it's, it's realistic and it's realistic, <laughs> realistic with some reasonable doubt. Yes. <laughs> 
I had total we, brain fart moment podcast right there. Find this movie without a reason, not without a reasonable doubt, not real. Actually, no, with re- no, actually, it's the opposite. Yeah, no, the opposite. No, real. Yeah, no, I've been saying <laughs> it's real. <laughs> Damn it, Sam. <laughs> um. Yeah, this is. Yeah, yeah. All right. I love uh, so on much. that note. <laughs> It's so good. I yeah. I'm I'm probably gonna want to watch this uh, again <laughs> yeah. sometime this week. But in the meantime, uh, Sam, where can these lovely people listen to our uh, lovely voices? You can find us at uh, pretty much wherever you can find podcasts. So uh, Spotify, Apple, uh, Stitcher, Overcast, Google, etc. Uh, we're on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, follow my TikTok. I think it's the same as my Instagram name. I always forget because I don't go on TikTok that much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, that's kind of the it for summer movies. I think we tried to sneak in another one and it just wasn't going to work yeah. out. Um, yeah, it, it, it got pretty crazy between our schedules that it th- this is the most we could make it happen. But I'm actually really looking forward to what we have uh planned for uh next month yeah um which do you want to you want to leave that you want to share that or do you want to leave that uh for when we actually premiere let's, it let's leave that for right now yeah okay okay that's fair <laughs> but it's gonna be fun all right yeah. well then yeah i'm i'm looking forward we've we've been trying to get this one to work for a while yeah. and and we needed to have um we we needed to check our schedules between us and uh uh a couple other people. So I'm, I'm really excited mm-hmm. for this uh, next few episodes. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, uh, I'm Kevin Tracy. I'm Samantha Tomlinson. And, and... Oh, what? I mean, oh. <laughs> this has uh, been movie real. This has been movie real. <laughs> That's right. All right. <laughs> <laughs>